0: On this edition of the Big Footy Essendon Board Podcast, I'm joined by Doss and Heard is my hero as we dissect the latest news in the supplement scandal. As the AFL hand down charges to the Essendon Football Club, James Heard, Mark Thompson, Danny Corcoran and Dr. Bruce Reid. All that and more on this edition of the Big Footy Essendon Podcast. Welcome, bomber supporters, to another edition of the Big Footy Essendon podcast. As always, I am the prosecutor, and as the music suggests, today we'll be talking the latest in the supplement scandal as the AFL finally charge Essendon. To begin with, here's a brief summary of where the status quo currently lies. The Essendon Football Club, James Hurd, Mark Thompson, Danny Corcoran, and Dr. Bruce Reed were yesterday charged by the AFL under Section 1.6 of the AFL's regulations, which specifically states... That where the commission is of the opinion that a person or club has contravened the provisions of the memorandum of articles of association, or the AFL regulations, or the AFL player rules, or has been involved in conduct which is unbecoming or likely to prejudice the interests or reputation of the AFL, or to bring the game of football into disrepute, the commission may deal with any such matter, in such manner as the commission in their absolute discretion... Think fits, and without limiting their power, they may a refer any matter to the tribunal or other body or person appointed by the commission. B appoint any person to inquire into any matter. C conduct their own disciplinary inquiry into any matter, and/or D impose a monetary sanction as provided in these regulations/player rules. The commission is scheduled to meet on Monday, the 26th of August, to hear Essendon's defence to the charges. However. Essendon could request more time, seek to impose an injunction, or even organise a settlement beforehand. In some positive news, however, it appears the player's sanctions are unlikely, as the General Counsel for the AFL, Andrew Dillon, stated last night that, on information before the AFL, there is no specific anti-doping rule violation attributed to any individual player for the use of AOD 9604 or any other prohibited substance. quote. This was followed by a Water Chief John Faye, who stated that he had no problem with anything that the AFL had said. So, after all that, it's time to have a bit of a discussion on these events. Uh, first of all, I'm joined by today, Doss. Welcome to you, Doss.
1: Thank you, prosecutor.
0: And I'm also joined by first-time podcaster, Heard. is My Hero. Welcome to you. G'day, boys. How are you going? I'm going well. Alright, so the first topic of discussion after hearing all that... Is the sanctions against the Essendon Football Club. Now, under the tribe, um, AFL Commission, in their extraordinary power and monopoly on what they can do, they can, uh, either fine, uh, draft picks, strip premiership points, um, bar the club from competing. Pretty much, as it says, it can do anything they really want. Uh, so, I guess I'll start with you, just my hero. What do you think, uh, what do you think uh, any sanctions will be against the Essendon Football Club as a result of these charges? I think
2: first and foremost you'd have to look at uh, the sort of monetary gain they've to make from this. Um, you'd believe that a fine would be paramount. It's the same sort of thing in every sort of uh, prosecution they've had over the past uh, past two years, at least. Um, and Essendon being a rich club, pro- a rich club probably won't make too much of a difference to them. I think um, after that, they'd probably be looking towards draft picks, which is a bit of a worry for mine. Um, as we do know, we're lacking a lot of depth in our midfield, so midfield picks would be uh, good for us to to keep hold of, and that will probably set us back a little bit, losing those picks. I think the AFL's pushing very much for suspension of those four officials. Um, they may settle with just two, but I'm pretty sure they will want Hurd to, uh, to step down, if not step down, be suspended for a certain amount of time. After that, I can't really see too much else going on. I don't think there's going to be um, points stripped. That seems like an extremely harsh penalty for something that, you know, by all accounts, isn't exactly finished or confirmed. Um, that'd be pretty much about it, though. I can't see too too much else coming from it. But if this saga's taught us anything, is that we really just don't know what the AFL's thinking about this entire thing.
1: And you, Dos? Um, yeah. Look, um, I'll approach it from a slightly different angle. Like one of the one of the comments that. I've heard a lot of people um, make uh, in recent weeks, and in fact for a long time, has been you know, concerning the stripping of points in 2014, 2015, and in some extreme cases, 2016. So, you know, this concept that Essendon will be made to play for nothing for the next you know, X amount of years. Um, I, I cannot possibly imagine the AFL even entertaining doing something like that because uh it would compromise so many aspects of the of the competition, um, in terms of how do you how do you market how do you market the game to it's to a set of supporters where uh, the games just don't matter for you know for ha- however long that the, the penalty applies for. Um it it compromises it in terms of the you know the teams that are teams that would play Essendon twice. Uh in, it just I, and yet somehow this concept has sort of gained traction. Um, that you know, that two thousand fourteen and twenty fifteen we've written off as well. I um, stripping points this year. I mean I think I think it's probably fairly unlikely. Um, maybe a little slim chance of it. Um but I I certainly can't see any chance whatsoever of it happening in twenty fourteen or beyond. Um because but I just don't think the AFL would effectively shoot themselves in the foot like that. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. go on. Oh, I was just going to say, um, on the topic of premiership points, there's been a... Uh, since Paul Little's come on, there's been a growing feeling amongst the industry that we'll be particularly steadfast in our belief that we don't want points uh, stripped of us. Yep. So I guess um, the question is, how far would you like to see the Essendon Football Club defend this and so much? And... Would you accept um, the premise that if we were to admit a, um, if we were to take a points penalty, that would be an admission of guilt? I'll put um, that to you first, Dos.
1: Um, guilt of what? I mean, I, I guess that's a like, guilt is a, it's a very um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty broad term in this sense. Um, Especially mean,
0: with two different sort of investigations going on, one on yeah, the yeah. government side, which is just about. However, there's the feeling that um, any admission of guilt in the governments is also an admission of guilt in the doping side of things, which is, you know, patently untrue, but unfortunately well, that's a perception.
1: Okay. Yeah. it's uh, There is a large distinction between the two. Um, I mean, one can lead to another, uh, but, you know, there's no absolute solid proof that um, both are the case. I mean... Bad, bad governance. So I, I, I think I, I reckon you'd struggle to find too many who um, would deny that there were some pretty serious gaps in terms of checks and balances. Um, but yeah, g- guilt in one in one facet doesn't necessarily translate to guilt in the other just yet. So look, in terms of what I think it, it constitutes an admission of guilt, um, look. It's hard to say because I think uh, I think look despite all the tough talk um, I do think that Essendon will probably look to meet the AFL somewhere in the middle, um, and which you know whether that's desirable or not I'm not not really commenting on um, but I, I, I do wonder whether you know despite all despite all the talk. There'd really be a desire to sort of drag this out for too much longer, um, because I mean I, I think it started to really take a toll on the players. Um, it's started to it's taken a toll on the supporters. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think there's a fair bit of bluster going on in, in on both sides in terms of their public their public statements, and the stuff that's being expressed behind closed doors could well be different to some extent.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I think I think both sides obviously don't want to this to go to court as well because the AFL's structures in their regulations and so forth haven't really been tested in a court of law. And as we've seen with and the AFL know this and as you've seen with the Melbourne case, Adelaide the Adelaide case and cases before that, uh, the AFL is hell bent on not seeing these go before court because there's a mm. hell of a lot that could go wrong. I mean, there's um, there's various stuff that could go wrong, like restraint of trade, even mm. um, the salary cap, obviously capping one's earnings and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's a hell of a lot that can get challenged. So um, I think Essendon is going to be aggressive where uh, where appropriate. And I think the threat of legal action is as much as some people on the hot topic board will say is irrelevant and not, we're just small piece to the AFL. The problem is that could all bring down the AFL's um regulations as it is, so I don't think the AFL want that and I think there's no doubt that we'll move towards a negotiated um sanction, if anything. Yeah. Um and what do you think, uh Herd is my hero, do you think we'll get um ultra defensive, um do you think this will go through the courts, or are you expecting a negotiated punishment as well? Uh, look, I'd be honest. I'd be
2: expecting negotiated punishment somewhere in the middle. But a small party wants to see Essendon take this all the way. Um, I'm not sure what it is. It's probably not going to be the recommended sort of thing. And I highly doubt Essendon would follow through with it. But to be able to take down an organisation that, by all reports, has a fair amount of you know corrupt individuals inside it, it wouldn't be a, a bad thing in my view. Um, that said you do have to focus on what's going on with the playing group, the people at the club and supporters, um, because they are paramount. That's that's what keeps the game alive. That's what keeps the Osmond Football Club alive. Um, they really need to just try and meet somewhere in the middle so we can get this finished as soon as possible, because as Dos mentioned, it's, um, it's taking its toll on the playing group and supporters, um, which is probably just the worst thing that's come out of this entire thing. It's just ruining lives, ruining health, that sort of thing, as we've seen with David Evans. Um, so they just need to get it sorted out as quickly as possible, and, and whether that be through legal action or whether that be through just a negotiation, um, the quicker the better, in my view.
0: Yep, and I, I think we all agree with you on that one. Uh, we'll move on to the individuals in this case, and four players, oh, four officials have been charged from the Essendon Football Club. They include senior coach James Hurd, uh, senior assistant coach Mark Thompson... Uh, head of the football department Danny Corcoran and long time Dr. Bruce Reed. Um I guess the first thing when I saw these names was I was surprised to see Mark Thompson's name there I mean the others are the head of their departments and I can see fair enough why but Mark Thompson is there as an assistant coach so I'm surprised to see him however I believe I did see uh, an article this morning which stated that more charges against officials are expected to come, including official, um, assistant coaches. So, in any case, uh, what do we make of the four individuals, and do you think any uh, charge against them is justified? I'll start with you, Hurtis, my hero. What do you think?
2: Um, It's hard to really say what's going on there, because, I, as you said, I was kind of surprised as well with um, the, the Mark Thompson sort of uh, charge handed down, because I really didn't think he had too much to do with it, aside from... Well, I did read somewhere that he actually bought uh, Robinson and therefore danked the club through his contacts, which could possibly be why they're looking into him. Um, but aside from that, I can't see why. As you mentioned, the, um, the others are heads of their departments, so I could see why they'd be looking at those particular departments, uh, for a charge and they want to go for the head honcho through it. Um, but as has been sort of established so far, just this entire bringing the game into distribute angle is a very broad blanket term, so I can't really see any of these charges holding up too well unless there's evidence to prove otherwise. Um, I'm not sure what James Heard, for example, could have done um, just to warrant a sanction like what they're suggesting. Um, I'm not sure what sort of charge they've been putting, what, what sort of sanctions they've been putting on him. I know the charges bring the game into dispute, but I guess we'd have to really see what the um, the actual sanctions were for each of these players to kind of suggest how severe it was. Um, yeah, it, it's really it's really difficult to to kind of comprehend what what the AFL is trying to get across here. I think the main one that I have an issue with would be James Heard. Obviously, considering username Heard as my hero. I just don't want to see him gone from the club because he's such a beacon of hope for all the players. When he's in a good mood and everything, the players in a good mood, they respond. Um, But Mark Thompson has got me absolutely dumbfounded. I have no idea what's going on with him or why he's been sanctioned. I think
0: this um, comes back to the whole, uh, what do you call it, the bringing the game into disrepute angle. It's really, uh, well to quote Dennis Denudo, it's a real the vibe type of rule. Mm. whereby there's no actual specific wrongdoing. It's just the AFL don't like the feel of it or the vibe of it. And they do like such, the
1: feel of it, and they don't like their... <laughs> for want of a better way to put it, they don't like their time being wasted. That's,
0: yeah, exactly. It, and yeah. they just... It really... And I think coming back to Thompson, I think that vibe angle comes back to Thompson as well, whereas, you know, he's an assistant coach, but, you know, it's the vibe that he's a senior figure at the club, so... Mm. in the sense that they've, bring, they've um, charged him with that initial four group of play, um, officials. And I think uh, Dean Robinson and the like are still um, going to be charged by the AFL. So there are well, still more to come, you'd say.
1: But I'm... The only issue with Robinson being charged is that he's no longer an employee of the AFL. Um, now, what scope does the AFL have to charge someone who's no longer employed by... An organisation that's under their umbrella.
0: I'd have a. Su- I'd suggest that they'd invite him to a hearing. If he yeah. doesn't show up, what they'll do is they'll ban him from the sport for life.
1: Sure. Yeah, they could. They could do that. Yeah. Um,
0: as opposed to as to anything else, then it's really inconsequential unless he wants to apply for another job at an AFL club. However, I think yeah. that um that uh, ship sailed.
1: I would have thought so. Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, have you got any other thoughts on the uh, individuals that have been sanctioned at this point, uh, Doss?
1: Um, yeah, look, I, I'd agree with what Hurdy was saying there. Um, Thompson is the one that does stand out a bit because, yeah, he's an assistant. Um, yeah, look, I, I think I think in general, um, I, I, I guess there are a couple of things to keep in mind. I mean, so you look at the individuals they've charged. We don't have. We, being the public, we don't have all the information that the AFL presumably does. Um, so look, you know, there, there might, there may be justifiable, reasons in their view that we aren't aware of, um, or there may not. Um, and I, and I guess the other thing with, with the whole, you know, disrepute angle, um, after everything that's gone on, you know, six month investigation and just, just an absolute saturation load of, of coverage um the afl would be it has to be seen to do something um in the eyes of joe average and the public uh i'm not i'm not necessarily saying that that's that's okay uh but like either way the, the entire thing is a it, like it's a pr disaster for the afl if they like, just the stigma that's attached to it is is disastrous for them um and if, if, after all that, there was there were no heads on a stick, so to speak, um, to at least go after, um, it would probably be even more disastrous in in their view, in a PR sense, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. In in the essence, what really the AFL's is trying to do is throw a bone to people, to the circus that is yep. the general public who want heads on a stick. So, I think in the end. Um, it's going to be a hard charge for the AFL to maintain, especially if it gets challenged in an actual court of law. Um, but I think they'll push for suspensions. Um, maybe in the case of Dr. E, they might push for a life ban. Yeah. They might, but obviously I think the Essend Football Club's going to fight hell for leather to get all of them off the uh, hook. So... And I think uh the other problem too is that with the negotiated penalties, um any potential yeah, negotiated penalties, is that there's been such a furor about the suggestion of that that anything that appears weaker than what the uh the lynch mob want is gonna be heavily ridiculed, so the AFL's really in a jam, so it um, I don't know if they're gonna actually settle for anything short of suspensions for these mm-hmm. individuals.
2: They're in trouble. They've kind of walked themselves into a the corner here, haven't they? I think the main thing as well, is that going back to what James Hurt said a little while ago, he said in a press conference that Doc Reed himself would be vindicated. Now, that's something that I completely forgot about until this morning when I woke up and I realised that Doc Reed had been charged. His side of the story has never been even questioned. No one's even even bothered to talk to him about the entire thing. Obviously, he's had to keep his mouth shut. But. If James Heard said that Doc Reed is going to be vindicated personally through all this, then I'd love to hear what his story is on it because it seems to me that his sanction may be unwarranted, and if, especially if they're talking about a life ban, then that's going to be a, a real issue for him. Because as a, I think he's been our doctor for... What, 40 about, years. 40 years. years—that's So 40 years of doing completely right by the club, um, looking after hundreds of football families, the Shores, um, Heard, Watsons, looking after them. um, For James to have come out and said that he's going to be personally vindicated makes me think there's a bit more to Doc Reed's story than what's been uh, been put down to the media.
0: Yeah, and um, I think that, uh, especially with uh, Doc Reed and all that sort of stuff, that if the SATA report has not shown that any, you know, substance, illegal substance has been emitted. And that, um, and oh, the letter, yes, because it was the infamous letter that, uh, Bruce Reed apparently wrote to the board where he was, um, very critical of the program while it shut down. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just wondering where the AFL's coming for this, and I think it's another case of it being the vibe rather than any, any actual, uh, breach of anything yeah, rather one. than
1: that. Yeah, I, I think, um, unfortunately, there are a lot of individuals in the story that will will probably never hear their story, um, you know, from an individual perspective from. Um, Doc Reid, I, I suspect, will be one of those. Um, just, just in terms of, I think, I think once, you know, if, if Essendon and the AFL are able to arrive at some sort of negotiated settlement um whatever whatever those details are and severity of penalties and so on um i would suspect that one of the clauses of that would be that you know that people don't sort of keep giving you all these tell all interviews and um you know yeah going to a going to a journal and having stories written about you know written concerning their perspective and that sort of stuff um so yeah, Look, while I, well, I certainly agree that it, it would be fascinating to hear the perspective of Reed and, look, look, as I said, a lot of people in the story. Um, I reckon we'll be a bit disappointed on that front. I, I, I think there'll be a lot that we probably never will hear, hear much from uh, in terms of what they reckon happened.
0: Yeah, I think we're never going to re- uh, hear the full story. No. I reckon we'll hear most of it. Yeah. But there's always going to be... There's always going to be the elements so that we that never make it to the light of day. Um, there always is in these sort of scenarios. So oh, I was actually surprised that we didn't get an executive summary with the charges. By that I mean, uh, you know, an executive summary of the uh, interim SATA report. Because I think it's been it's been noted already, but the general public, as it stands, still have no idea what they're really being charged for. I mean, it's fair enough to say that these individuals and the club have brought the game into disrepute, but they haven't outlined uh what their act- what actions they did that actually contributed to that so yep. I think that needs to be made clear by the a f l either one way or another by the release of a summary of the asada report or by stipulating the um how the um these officials have contravened the rules yeah, absolutely. Right, um. We'll move on to a bit of discussion about the steps after the club sanctioned and all that sort of stuff. And I think we'll take, for the purposes of this discussion, we'll have a look from the worst case scenario. So let's say that um all those officials, uh, Heard Thompson, Corcoran, and Reed are all banned from the AFL for two upwards of two years or more. Um, the club receives uh, loss of Premiership points for this year, next year, and in two thousand and twelve, and that we receive a fine of five million dollars and lose our draft picks for this year and next year. Um, how do you see? How would you see the club responding in that matter? I mean, what do you? What would you see happen? Do you think uh, supporters would drop off? Do you think we'd hit Carlton levels, or do you think that the structures are in place that it'd be a quick recovery or it might. we might be back even bigger than better.
1: Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just jump in here. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I, I think in terms of you know, your comment about hitting Carlton levels, um, when I think we're in a fair bit of a better position in all senses than Carlton were in 2002. I mean, the the Carlton situation was a perfect storm of... Their their list was aging. and A lot of their best players had either retired or were about to retire. Um, the club was already in financial trouble um, because of the whole Legend Stand uh, investment with John Elliott that went very wrong. Um, and you know then and they had just uh, signed a massive contract for Dennis Pagan to coach them for five years. Um, then you know then that hit and took you know you know, it was about a million dollars, wasn't it? Nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars, or something like that. Um, which in two thousand and two, um, that that was that's probably the equivalent of about two million today. Um, and you know, then in terms of where their list was at, um, losing those draft picks was just absolutely disastrous for them. Um, and I mean, my my view at the time, and <laughs> being an Essendon supporter, it might be a bit uh, considered a bit blasphemous, <laughs> but uh, I reckon, I reckon the AFL went almost too hard on them. Uh, I, I think they absolutely destroyed their any chance of being remotely competitive for years, and very nearly it actually very nearly killed the club altogether. But wasn't it? Um, that... Yeah, go ahead.
2: Wasn't that great though?
1: Oh look, uh, I'm not going to deny I enjoyed seeing Carlton on sneeze. knees, um, <clears throat> but uh, I, th- I reckon the AFL. Will have learned from that to an extent. They probably don't want to do that to a club again. They almost destroy them completely. Um, yeah. So look, if if the the scenario that you talked about, if that if that came to fruition for Essendon, um, look, it, it would it would absolutely it would really hurt. You know. It, um, but I, I'm not sure it would kill us to the same extent that it did Carlton. Um, although, see, I. I think, in terms of financial damage, the you know not playing for points is the worst one. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I think a fine is, I mean, yeah, five million dollars is that's it's very steep, but uh, I think yes we do have the money to pay that.
0: From memory, um, we're still sitting on war bonds from um yeah the early days.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we, we've got a decent amount of money to pay the fine. But, uh, I think Premiership Premiership points, you know, if we were not to be playing for them for the next two years. Um, and I've already said I think that's pretty unlikely to happen. But if if that did happen, um, playing devil's advocate, yeah, look, I, I that that would be very damaging for the club. Um, I mean, how how are you meant to how are you meant to market membership? Um, how how are you meant to market anything to your fans when the club is not playing for points? Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, you know, it's it just it's farcical in terms of. Yeah, I mean, it, why would you bother? I mean, you might go to the games, but ultimately, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Um, why would you, you know, spend in some cases a thousand dollars of your hard-earned money on a membership where the the players, uh, let's face it, they're probably not going to be putting in a hundred percent because ultimately, it doesn't matter whether they win or lose. Um, yeah, so that would hurt a lot if it if it does come to that, but I don't think it will. Yep. Um, Hurdy, what do you reckon?
2: Um, Pretty much echo their sentiments, really. Um, I think our structures are in place a fair bit better than what Carlton's were when their crisis hit in 2002. Um, We have a fair few... I think we've got the second youngest list in the league, I think, or third or fourth, somewhere around there. We've got a very young list. Um, And with that list, we've managed to get to a position where we've been top four for a majority of the year, so I wouldn't be too concerned about that. The the loss of... um, points though would be a great concern to the club obviously financially um i mean for me for example i'd still pay a membership i'd still go every week um i just love the club and i always have um i wouldn't think that that that, that would turn away a lot of people we'd go from record high numbers like what we've got this year to record lows um there'd always be the group of diehards that would go along to every game regardless but um yeah, in, in terms of a membership and monetary sort of situation, obviously we're we're okay in terms of uh money, but that would set us back a fair bit, you'd think. Yep. Um And I think
0: you also need to take into account too that if those were likely to happen then we'd likely lose Kia, True Value Solar and the like too.
2: Yeah yeah, exactly right. I mean we'd keep toll, on, obviously because Toll and our board have got a, a lot of connections going there, but um I think uh, Caltex is our main membership sponsor, so I think they'd probably hail too. Antler
0: have been um, openly supportive, um, mm. so they'd stay on, but I don't think they're a major sponsor. Yeah, exactly right. I think they just
2: pretty much give us luggage and a nice little segment on the hanger every week. Uh, I know.
0: Um, I know. True Value Solar's um, main man's an Essendon supporter. However, there's they get to a point though where it's just not viable for him to remain. All the club to, oh, the um, organisation to remain sponsor of the club though, so Yeah, exactly right. So, I know they're going to be looking over it and apparently the rumour is Kia won out, but they're being persuaded to stay on
2: at least in the yeah. interim, so Well, you'd think, I mean, they've been fantastic about this entire thing, I mean, we haven't heard a Pete from either of them throughout this entire ordeal, they haven't showed down support or anything, like we've um, given them their spots on our TV show every week, we've you know, manage to uh, advertise their products throughout. You know, every sort of thing that the club does. Um, sponsorship for Essendon, though, I wouldn't think that'd be too much of a concern after um, this entire thing's finished. Because, as everyone knows, we're one of the highest supported clubs in the country. Um, we have one of the highest memberships. We're one of the big four clubs. Finding a new sponsor to take over wouldn't be too bad. It wouldn't be too much of a uh, worry. I wouldn't think we'd be able to find a big name easily enough. I think. The issue would be that they wouldn't be paying willing willing to pay nearly as much as what Kia did or yeah. True Value did. Yeah.
0: Exactly, because obviously the brand's been diminished and all that sort of stuff and they know that um, we'd be desperate for sponsors in a sense, so in so in essence they'd have the um power in negotiations, whereas previously it'd be um the ball would be in our court. Exactly right, yeah. Um, in any case, um, I think we've just about ran out of time, so we'll wrap it up. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank for, uh, both of you for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'd love to have you back some other time. Um, a bit of a community service announcement. Uh, Tanked 4, drinking the game into disrepute... Is, yes, here we yes, go. Yes, um, ...is scheduled to occur before the Carlton game. Um, at this stage, it will be taking place at the London Hotel and Tavern at, in Richmond, so, get along, get drunk, and should we lose to Carlton, it will all be just a distant memory, if at all. Just uh, like, just like to plug like on
1: that as well. Um, yeah, look, I, I've been really impressed how everyone is, uh, on the on Eston the Forum has sort of banded together. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think going along to a thing like that, to the drinks... Um, I really hope I really hope a lot. Uh, uh, sorry, a lot of new faces show up because um, it, it would be it would be nice to put some faces to the to the screen names, and some names to the screen names as well. Um, yeah, we're, and, not and, we're not all James Heard. We're not all James Heard, and we're yes, yeah, so, exactly. Speak for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope as many people get along to that as possible because it it, ha- it has been a very testing uh, time to be an essence supporter. Um, but the camaraderie that's been shown on the forum, I think, has been has been quite impressive, and it, it, it'd be great to put a little put a little asterisk on that um, and meet some new faces.
0: And also, um, just to, I want to reiterate that posting history or how many posts you have is irrelevant. Uh, we've had people who are just lurkers come before, and yep. them everyone is most welcome. And it's a fantastic day, so if you can get along to it. And enjoy a few drinks in some good company, and we can all head towards the Carlton game and hopefully towards a victory. Sounds good. And just one other announcement, that the Essendon podcast is now on iTunes, so rather than having to wait to get home and log onto YouTube, you can hear the lovely sounds of our voices while you commute to and from work, or work out at the gym, or whatever it is you do during your spare time. <laughs> you lucky s- buggers. Exactly.
1: So I'd be a bit disturbed if anyone is listening to it while they're working out at the gym, to be honest. It. Oh,
0: well, I can understand if they're on the treadmill and they're trying to run away from us, but um, oh, yeah. any any other circumstance and I would be a bit concerned too. Uh, straight after this, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to listen to this back. Exactly. So, if you are <laughs> at the gym and listening to this, shame on you and let us know so we can publicly ridicule you on the forums. Original curler. Exactly. <laughs> so, with all that, uh, thanks for your time and go Bombers. Go the Dons. Up the Dons. Yeah,